Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Welcome into another episode of the Wolverine Live Recruiting Show. Tonight is our Q&A it is Wednesday night, so make sure to get your questions into that comment box. Right now, I'll be answering all questions from fans tonight. Michigan season is just a few days away. The high school season is already two weeks underway, and it's been fun. I've been all over the road. I've seen uh, multiple Michigan recruits. I want to say more than 30. For sure, I just saw 20 guys with Michigan offers this past weekend, including Commit Mantras Walker. We can talk about that. We can talk about anything you guys want here on our Wednesday recruiting live show. As always, like this video. Helps us get in front of other Michigan fans. And make sure to subscribe to our YouTube channel. It is completely free. You can hit that notifications bell. We're releasing new videos basically on a daily basis. And with football season here, you're going to want to get notifications when we drop new videos, not just for breaking news, but also for press conferences and uh, just covering the latest in everything Michigan football and recruiting here on our YouTube channel. So make sure to like that and subscribe for free. And we actually have our first question already in from John A. Schultz, who was in the chat at 1.30 p.m. So uh, John, a dedicated listener, is already in the ch- was already in the chat at lunchtime. And he says, EJ, who are the blue chip defensive linemen that Michigan is going after in 2025 and which they have a legitimate shot at? No need to mention the ones that Michigan will lose because their NIL is a total joke. Okay, John, coming out firing. Um, I'll start off with a couple of top 100 guys uh, and, and, uh, and then we'll go from there. Uh, I know top 100 prospects are a bit of a touchy issue right now because of nil michigan has obviously struggled to land guys in the top 100 especially along the defensive line you know that's a premium position so anytime you're looking at you know top 100 defensive linemen more than likely they're going to have some type of nil interest but i'll offer two that are high on the board that are top 100 recruits one is trent wilson he is out of national powerhouse baltimore St. Francis just listed Michigan in his top schools list for whatever that is worth. Uh, Wilson has not made a visit to Michigan yet, but obviously with the St. Francis tie, that's something to monitor. Michigan has obviously had a lot of success recruiting there, even with Biff off to Charlotte. Uh, you know, Michigan can sell the success of Blake Corum, obviously, who's going to be uh, potentially another Heisman contender. So I think that Trent Wilson is definitely one to keep an eye on. Six foot three, two seventy five, ranked as the number four defensive lineman and number sixty one overall recruit in the country. Uh, you see, there Penn State is considered the leader on the on three green prediction machine. Ohio State's next, Maryland, Rutgers. So it is very uh, Big Ten oriented uh, as far as the on three RPM goes. So Michigan would have a chance to jump right in the mix 
if they get him on campus for the visit. The next top 100 recruit I'll mention is actually a kid I just saw over the weekend playing for Philadelphia St. Joseph's Prep, and that is Maxwell Roy. Uh, Maxwell Roy was one of the most dominant players that I saw over the weekend. Like I said, I saw 20 guys with Michigan offers, and Roy was among the best for sure. If you watch that game on ESPN against ING Academy, which has you know, an offensive line with, I guess every starter along IMG's offensive line has division one offers, but Maxwell Roy, man, consistently just getting pressure from the interior of the defensive line. He's listed at six foot five, 265, but I think he's added some really good weight. It looks like he's playing closer to 275 this season. It wouldn't be surprising to see him grow into a nose or play a three or an athletic four eye. I think he has a lot of uh, versatility in, in Michigan's scheme if he were to end up in Ann Arbor. He's ranked as the number nine defensive lineman, number 68 overall prospect on on three. So he is a top 100 recruit on on three, a little lower when it comes to the industry ranking. Uh, but he, again, was very, very impressive against an elite IMG offensive line. He has interest in Michigan. He said he wants to make his first visit in the fall. So we'll, we'll see if that happens, you know, outside of the top 100, there are definitely some others to know. Um, the big one, I think that Michigan has a, a true chance to land is Nathaniel Marshall out of Oak Park, Illinois goes to Fenwick high school. So Nathaniel Marshall was on campus for the barbecue at the big house and uh, Michigan made a big, big impression on him. I think Michigan uh, and Notre Dame are at the top right now, even though you don't see Michigan on the, um, on the on three recruiting prediction machine. I think they're right up there. Uh, I wouldn't be surprised if he ends up in the class. Michigan has done a fantastic job of recruiting Chicago land. They obviously have, uh, you know, Marion Stewart committed this cycle. They've landed guys in the past like J.J. McCarthy, Tyler Morris, Jimmy Golder, et cetera. So I think uh, they're in a, a great position with Marshall coming out of the visit. They kind of like him as a, a flex guy, a guy that can play edge, a guy that can play with his hand in the dirt. I know they're extremely high on Marshall. And actually, I didn't realize he was a top 100 recruit on the industry ranking, but he is the number six defensive lineman and number 68 overall prospect nationally and he's not the only um chicagoland defensive lineman that michigan's in on for next cycle another name to know is jalen williams out of palatine uh which is another suburb another western suburb of chicago jalen williams also visited for the barbecue at the big house like i mentioned you know michigan obviously has had plenty of success recruiting in his area uh, I think the Wolverines might actually have the early lead for Jalen Williams as well. You see the on three recruiting prediction machine gives Illinois a slight lead, but Michigan second there. Michigan, obviously, the superior program. Uh, he's really interesting prospect, just massive at six foot six, 280 pounds. I actually saw him at Michigan's Chicago satellite camp a couple of years ago when he was a freshman. And he was extremely impressive there, ranked as the 23 defensive lineman, number 213 overall prospect nationally, a top 300 recruit across the board by all four major services. So those are some guys to really highlight, some others that I'll quickly throw out that I know on three has uh, 
you know, rated highly. Adam Shovlin out of St. Thomas More in Connecticut. They're recruiting him more as an edge, but he is an on 300 defensive lineman. Ethan Utley out of Nashville. Ensworth is another on 300 defensive lineman that's visited. He's a teammate of Mason Curtis, uh, who is uh, commit in the 2024 recruiting class. He has a lot of interest in the Wolverines and Cole Breeler. Um, another on 300 kid out of New Jersey at the Hun School. He's a teammate of Michigan defensive line commit Owen Wafel in the 2024 recruiting class. So some guys with connections, some guys that have been on campus. Uh, Michigan does need to land a true nose next cycle. So we'll see who pops up there. And of course, uh, the Wolverines already have a commitment from in-stater Bobby Kanka. Uh, John Smith was in, or John Scholl, I'm sorry, was in here early, man. I Like I said, 130, he had back-to-back -back questions. I know I spent a lot of time on his first question, so we'll get to the next one pretty quickly. And he says, with Ward Manuel having a Stone Age view on NIL, will Michigan ever have a real chance at landing top five classes? By the way, Manuel is to Michigan what Larry Scott was to the Pac-12. So some heat on Ward Manuel from John Scholl. Um, look, this has been a pretty popular question uh i guess if, if michigan can land top five classes in, in spite of a lack of a true nil plan on the recruiting trail i mean they need to figure out something there right i mean there was a lot of momentum for this class it looked like the wolverines were in a position to land a top five class this cycle with how many commitments they got in the spring and things have kind of hit a wall as of late and it looks like michigan's going to finish somewhere between 10 and 15. So to land those elite level classes, top five level classes, you have to have some type of plan in place. I think Jim Harbaugh has been pushing for that base salary model for a long time. That gives you something concrete to sell to recruits while keeping a culture around your team. And I would guess that's the best avenue for a place like Michigan, but they have to get it done. If they get that done, I think they'll attract high character top 100 kids uh, and it'll give them a bit of a boost on the recruiting trail. It won't be exactly what Oregon or Miami is doing or a school like Tennessee or Texas A&M, but it'll be enough, I think, with Michigan's on-field success if they continue to play at a Big Ten championship college football playoff level. It'll be enough to propel them even higher than you know what they've been recruiting in that top 10, you know, top five range for sure. So... Let's go ahead and go down to our next question. And this comes from Jeff M. And he says, if, as some are predicting, Harbaugh leaves for the NFL after this season and more replaces that replaces him, will Michigan lose any 24 recruits? And what effect would it have on the 2025 recruiting class? So that's obviously an interesting scenario if that comes into fruition. I don't think it would really have too much of an impact on the 2024 recruiting class if Moore is able to keep most of the the uh, class or most of his staff um, on board in Ann Arbor. Um, you know, all of this is very hypothetical, but let's say it does happen, right? Just for the sake of this question, it would likely be after the early signing period. And that means guys will have already signed their national letters of intent. Now, usually the NCAA allows guys to get out of that NLI if the head coach leaves. But if there's stability with the staff and guys, you know, already signed, I don't think many, if any, would leave. In terms of the, in terms of the 25 recruiting class, I think that's where it would have more of an impact, you know, 
Jim Harbaugh is still Jim Harbaugh, man. I mean, he's one of the best college football coaches in the country right now. He has an NFL background, having led the 49ers to a Super Bowl. He still really resonates with kids. They know uh, what they're getting in Jim Harbaugh, and that's an elite-level coach. At the same time, I think Sharon Moore is a very effective recruiter. He's proven to be just that. I think there would be a bit of a drop-off, but if Michigan is able to get an NIL plan in place while Moore takes over, and if Moore um, you know, keeps most of the staff intact, then I think you still have opportunity for a lot of success there. I mean, Moore is – I think Moore would be even more active as a head coach recruiter than Harbaugh, who's kind of taken a step back in recent years he obviously doesn't have the same you know selling points as harbaugh but i think he would be very magnetic on the recruiting trail but you know i think uh, best case is that jim harbaugh continues to be the be- continues to be the head coach at the university of michigan let's go down to ben ricketts and he says who might be some flip targets that michigan can look at towards the end of the cycle um I think Michigan's going to continue to work on Elias Rudolph. You know, he is a four-star edge who was committed to Michigan and then flipped to Miami. I've heard that Michigan is going to keep in contact there. They're going to try to get him back on campus this fall and try to flip him back from the Hurricanes. Uh, Michigan landed him in June, and he abruptly flipped to Miami in August. I think you can... I think it's safe to say NIL was in play there, right? So, you know, Michigan's not going to be Miami and just throw out some NIL dollars, but Michigan has the longstanding relationships with Rudolph. They can pitch to him what he can earn at Michigan. He can be closer to home. You know, he's back in Cincinnati after a brief move to Florida. So, you know, I wouldn't dismiss Elias Rudolph as a potential flip back candidate. Um, we've talked a lot about him on the show, including yesterday, and that's Saquon Patterson, who just gave his commitment to Miami as well. Uh, Michigan's not going to stop working on Saquon. He, um, you know, obviously was very high on Michigan before making his decision and siding with the Hurricanes. He has a great relationship with Steve Klinkscale. He's a teammate of Chris Ewald, who's committed in the 2025 recruiting class. Michigan has a need at safety. Patterson obviously checks the boxes as the top 100 recruit. Remember, Zaquan didn't make any official visits at all this summer, so he still has free trips. And I think Michigan will likely get him on campus for an OV in November when the Wolverines take on Ohio State. If you beat Ohio State again and can show Zaquan, you know, how he fits and, and what kind of early impact he can have, I think maybe something shakes there. So he's definitely a candidate. And then I would say Nitro Tuggle. You know, we talked about him on the show as well. Uh, on 300 wide receiver, committed to Georgia. Michigan has been back in contact as of late. He's talked about potentially making an official visit to Michigan this fall. He's a teammate of recent commit. Josiah Edmond, Michigan obviously has a need at wide receiver. Uh, this cycle after missing out on some big targets, I know it's scary to – compete for a flip especially when it's Georgia but I think that with Tuggle back in Indiana I know his profile says IMG Academy but he's actually back at Indiana at Northwood with Tuggle being back in the Midwest playing with Edmond I think there could be something there 
Uh, Jordan Ship, who is committed to North Carolina, is another wide receiver, three-star prospect that I think Michigan can keep working on. Look, he chose to stay close to home, and I'm not sure what Michigan can do to combat that. But he obviously has ties to the program. He has two commits or two teammates committed in his quarterback, Jaden Davis, and fellow wide receiver, Channing Goodwin. So if Michigan continues to have success on the field, if North Carolina struggles on the field, if shit becomes more open you know, in regards to leaving home, I think that there could be some wiggle room with him, and he would be a terrific addition on the outside. He's exactly what Michigan needs. I think he was one of the biggest misses of the cycle so far. And lastly, I think a guy to keep an eye on, uh, maybe not a prospect that Michigan is making a full court press for right now is Sire Torrance. He's a defensive back out of New York. He is committed to Michigan state. Michigan recently offered him as they were resetting the secondary board. Obviously they've gotten two commits since then and Josiah Edmond and Jeremiah Lowe. So I think we'll just have to wait and see what happens with Torrance. Before we uh, move on to our next question, guys, I do have a message from our sponsor, our Wednesday night sponsor, Susie Surma, who says, uh, are you ready to buy a home? This is one of, if not the most expensive purchases you'll ever have. Having a realtor who listens and cares about your needs is crucial. Susie Serma is the right local expert for you. Susie includes a free buyer's consultation to uncover your home buying needs, maximizing experience and efficiency. Email her today at Susie at M-O-T-U-S-R-E dot com. Let's face it, the market has been challenging for buyers. The critical piece you might be missing is having the right agent. Using a realtor that has superior knowledge and negotiation skills is a key to closing on the home of your dreams. Local expert Susie Surma is your answer. Not only does she know the area, she is a fierce negotiator. Why not build equity now? Contact Susie Surma to start your customized home search today. Call Susie at 248-767-5633 or email her at Susie at M-O-T-U-S-R-E dot um, so like I said, guys, if you need a home, if you're looking to buy a home, get with Susie. I recently uh, moved into a new home. If I lived in the Ann Arbor area, I definitely would be using Susie. I didn't have a realtor and it was a complete nightmare. The move was a nightmare, as you guys know from the show. So I wish I would have had Susie. If you're buying a home, make sure to uh, contact Susie, get her on your team and get your home. All right, guys, let's get back to the chat. Ben Ricketts is back with another question. He says, do you think the Big Ten expansion will impact Michigan in a positive way with recruiting? Or do you think it will have no impact? Uh, I'm curious to see. I, I really don't know the answer. I think it could give Michigan uh, you know, a path to continue to pluck one or two guys out of California, Michigan you know, with the exception of this cycle, always seems to get a guy or two out of California. Jim Arbaugh obviously is still present there. He's a guy that, you know, led the 49ers to a Super Bowl. Uh, Jay Harbaugh has spent a lot of time visiting high schools out that way. Michigan's, you know, made more efforts recruiting in the Pacific Northwest with the addition of Oregon, you know, Washington. I think that that could be a pathway to continue plucking a guy or two. They have Hogan Hansen, 
committed from this cycle. But uh, overall, I, I'm interested to see how much it helps the, the uh, schools coming over from the Pac-12. Do they start recruiting more in the Midwest? You see, you saw UCLA uh, get Dante Moore out of Detroit last cycle. So it'll be interesting to see how that shakes out. Mr. CEO says, what's your gut feeling on Bryce Underwood? You know, obviously we've talked about Bryce a lot. We, uh, you know, did a, a bit of a deep dive on him on yesterday's show. So if you missed that, make sure to uh, head over to last night's show and check out the replay. But like still the same thing with Bryce Underwood. I don't think anything's going to change, you know, in the next few weeks, right? I still think it's Michigan, LSU at the top. I think it's going to come down to fall visits. You know, he visited Michigan for the barbecue at the big house the last day of the event after spending multiple days at LSU. Um, he really likes both schools on the, on the Michigan front. The positives are Kirk Campbell has been an upgrade over Matt Weiss. He has a great bond with him. Jim Harbaugh has a background as a quarterback. It's close to home. He's familiar with the program, knows a lot of guys on the team. He can be the uh, hometown hero that Dante Moore was not. Uh, LSU, however, you know, it, it's an SEC program. Underwood's always been intrigued by the idea of playing in the South. There's still some Midwest, Midwest ties on that staff, especially with head coach Brian Kelly, who was obviously at Notre Dame for a long time. LSU is certainly pitching, you know, recent quarterback production, especially Joe Burrow, who a lot of recruits obviously look up to and is one of the best quarterbacks in the NFL. So, yeah, I think that uh, Michigan-LSU battle will wage on into the fall and into January when Underwood makes a decision. And obviously the biggest thing I didn't mention with LSU is NIL. I think the Tigers are better in that area than the Wolverines, so we'll see how much of a factor that becomes. Ralph Melvin says, How is Michigan's self-imposed recruiting visit ban going to affect recruiting? We talked about that on last night's show. Like I said, if you missed it, you can hit yesterday's replay. But I don't think it's really going to have much of an effect. If there were two games to self-impose a recruiting visit pan, it would definitely be East Carolina and UNLV. They're both afternoon games. I think that the majority of guys coming in were going to be local prospects from around the Midwest as well as some commits. So, I think you can afford to tank those two weekends. Bowling Green, while Jim Harbaugh is still going to be suspended, is expected to be a bigger recruiting weekend. It's a night game. The atmosphere should be better. So I think uh, it's going to really have minimal to no impact. I think you know the commits and local recruits can really visit at any time. So I think if Michigan was going to self-impose and try to continue to tell the NCAA, hey, we take this seriously. Then it picked two games to to really sell itself on there. there I don't think there's going to be much of a, a fallout there. Uh, let's go ahead and go down to Darrell Warren. And he says, hey, EJ, are we recruiting Khalil Cumming? He's a safety out of Florida since we didn't get Zaquan Patterson. What do you think about him? To be honest with you, Darrell, I don't know much about Khalil Cumming. He's not a name that has been mentioned to me. I can tell you that I inquired about potential safeties that Michigan could look at in 2024, and, and you see Khalil Cummings here. He's a three-star prospect out of Florida, currently uncommitted. 
But I was told that Michigan is just trying to focus on on getting through these next three games without Jim Harbaugh. They'll reassess senior film. Uh, like I said, the high school football season is already underway, so they'll reassess senior film and reset the safety board while continuing to make a full press for Zaquan Patterson. All right, let's go down to BK, and he says, who are the top two corners Michigan is looking at in 2025? So before I answer BK's question, uh, I do want to remind you guys to subscribe to the Wolverine.com. If you're not already a subscriber to the Wolverine.com, you can get more Michigan recruiting intel directly from me. Uh, you can get all the latest on the Michigan football team. Now is the perfect time to sign up with just a few uh, days away from kickoff in the big house. You can sign up for $1 for one month or $49.99. For the year, get all your premium recruiting information, team information, basketball, basketball recruiting, NIL transfer portal, and so much more. Plus, you get to be part of a vibrant message board community with more than 8,000 unique individual users on the board. Sign up at thewolverine.com, $1 for one month or $49.99 for a year, which is 50% off. All right, let's get back to BK. And he says, who are the top two corners in 2020? Five. So Michigan already has a cornerback committed in Chris Ewald out of Shamanad Madonna. I would say keeping him is a priority. So he would be one of the top two corners, right? Um, even though he's in the class, schools like Miami and Florida State are going to continue to recruit him with Zaquan at Miami. If, if Zaquan sticks with Miami, that could help the Hurricanes with Ewald. Remember, Zaquan Patterson and Chris Ewald are close friends. And um, Ewald's visited Miami many times in the past, and he is a Miami native. Florida State's been in heavy contact as well. Auburn's been in heavy contact. So I think keeping Chris Ewald is a priority. He is one of the top two corners on the board because you can never count guys in until they put pen to paper. Now, with that said, Chris Ewald has been a vocal recruiter for Michigan. I would say he's the face of the 2025 recruiting class. So far, there's no indication that he's anywhere close to flipping away from the Wolverines. But again, I think when you're so far away, when you're an out-of-region kid, when there's still some schools like that after you, um, you know, it's it's something that's going to be speculated on for several months. So I would say Chris Ewald keeping him is priority number one for sure. Um, since Ewald's committed, I'll give you two more. Devin Sanchez, a five-star cornerback out of Galena Park, Texas, goes to the Houston area powerhouse North Shore. I believe he's ranked in the top 10 in the country, recently listed Michigan in his top schools list. He has not visited yet. But uh, he is a prospect that the Wolverines would love to get on campus this fall. And, yeah, you see here he's the number two corner and the number seven overall recruit nationally. Alabama is considered the heavy leader there. Um, Sanchez is willing to leave home. Ohio State has been a factor and has gotten him on campus. So Michigan will definitely push for Sanchez. But as everybody knows, when you're recruiting a top ten guy nationally, it's going to be tough to, to beat out any school with a – you know, uh, an NIL program like in Alabama. So Sanchez is one. And then another one I'll throw out there is Devin Williams, another top 100 recruit out of Buford, Georgia. So same school as Mantras Walker. Williams made his first visit to Michigan 
this summer. He still has high interest in the Wolverines. Michigan will look to get him back on campus at some point this fall. He's a little bit of a, I just saw him this past weekend, a little bit of a shorter, skinnier corner, but he's really fast, great ball skills, ranked as the number six cornerback in the country and the number 70 overall prospect nationally. Also trending towards Alabama. He's going to be a tough pull out of the peach state, but at least he's visited and, you know, has a teammate committed. Jesse Minter, Michigan's defensive coordinator has been working extremely hard on him. Let's go down to John Schultz, who's back with another question. John was here at 1 p.m. and now back at 7 p.m. So thanks, John, for spending your whole day with me. Um, and he says, if Montgomery is going to make a visit this fall, is Ryan Montgomery going to make a visit this fall? And has he released a timeline or commitment date? If UM misses out on Underwood and Montgomery, who are their other targets? I know Stone Saunders is off the board. So I do expect Ryan Montgomery to make a visit or two this fall. He has not released a decision timeline, but I'm assuming it's going to come after Bryce Underwood. Let's say Bryce Underwood, Bryce Underwood commits to Michigan, then I think that puts an end to Ryan Montgomery. If Bryce Underwood commits to LSU or any other school, then I think Ryan Montgomery is next up. Uh, he's been to campus on numerous occasions. He knows Jim Harbaugh personally. He's developed a great relationship with Kurt Campbell. He's thrown in front of Campbell a couple of times in the offseason. So, you know, Montgomery is very much still a realistic target. Um, so I, I think he waits and sees what Underwood does and then goes from there. But he did recently release a top schools list and uh, Michigan was on it. And who are some other targets? Uh, one name I'll throw out at the quarterback position is Hussan Longstreet. He's a top 100 recruit out of Corona Centennial in California. Kirk Campbell flew out west and saw him a couple of times. Longstreet. Visited in late May, he threw in front of Campbell at the satellite camp at Wayne State in early June, so just a couple of days after his visit. Uh, so yeah, I think that Longstreet is definitely a sneaky name to know. Um, Michigan actually has the lead on the on three recruiting prediction machine with a 41.7% chance of landing him. So I, I know a lot of people don't really know who's on Longstreet, name very much right now but he is a guy to keep an eye on a lot of the talk has been Bryce Underwood Ryan Montgomery Longstreet is right there as a guy Kirk Campbell loves in fact Longstreet is ranked higher than Ryan Montgomery the number seven quarterback number 99 overall recruit nationally so you know he is definitely one to know for sure and Corey Crutzfield says any chance Michigan keeps Chris Ewald Jr. you know I just talked about Chris Ewald and yeah, look, there's no indication that Chris Ewald is anywhere close to flipping from Michigan. Yes, Saquon Patterson picked Miami. Yes, that could help the Hurricanes. Yes, schools like Auburn and Florida State are also in touch. But Chris Ewald's been to campus multiple times. He's been a vocal leader for the Wolverines on the recruiting trail. And you can bet Michigan is making it a top priority to keep him in the class. He has a strong relationship with Steve Klinkscale, who is in contact on a daily basis. Even though he's committed to Michigan, I think the Wolverines are kind of treating him as uncommitted a little bit in terms of how often they're in contact, how much they're pressing for him, how much they're letting him know 
that he's a huge piece for what they want to accomplish on the recruiting trail in 2025. Chris Ewald also knows that there's an opportunity for early playing time at Michigan. There's a need at the cornerback position, so that sells itself. Uh, overall, yeah, I think there's a, a good chance Michigan keeps Chris Ewald, but they'll have to keep fighting off Auburn, Florida State, Miami, and others. Let's go down to Shelly for our last question. And I didn't even realize we had gone over the 30-minute mark. And uh, Shelly says, what about the channel changes? Most people don't have Peacock. Um, I, I don't know uh, about the game broadcast. I know it's going to be on Peacock. I don't have cable, so I... <laughs> I, I do have Peacock, I believe. Man, I'm signed up to, you know how they sucker you in with free trials? Like, I feel like I'm signed up for everything, like Peacock, Hulu, Amazon Prime, Disney Plus, Apple TV. I don't even know how to get those, like, off of my auto bill. Uh, but if you don't have Peacock, I'm sure there's a way to stream the game or go to your local bar or something i'm sure they're you know if you're in ann arbor i'm sure they'll find a way to have this stream on the television but uh my best advice would be to sign up for peacock's free trial and then make sure to cancel it so don't be like me just sign up for the free trial and cancel it uh, i don't know what else to tell you as far as you know the game broadcast and actually we did have one question come in late um from Darrell warren and he says what wide receiver in the 2024 class, do you believe we should be pushing for that's not committed um, other than Wingo? Uh, so like I said, the guys I mentioned, Nitro, Tuggle, Jordan, Ship, I know they're committed elsewhere. Tuggle being committed to Georgia, Ship being committed to North Carolina. But uh, I think those are the two guys you need to just keep pushing for. And then just see who pops up, you know, as far as senior film, who, you know, guys they could circle back to, like Makai White, who was very high on Michigan. But uh, Tuggle is the elite guy on the board right now that has at least expressed interest in visiting Michigan. Jordan Ship, I mean, I would love to see him in the class. He just fits the Michigan mold. So we'll see how that shakes out. Uh, you know, I, I think that there's still a chance there with Jaden Davis and, and Channing Goodwin committed. I'm not sure how you overcome him wanting to stay closer to home other than just continue to recruit him and have success on the field. So We'll see how wide receiver recruiting shakes out. I think that's a big post-dead period storyline. And honestly, with Wingo, I, I don't think there's much of a, a shot there. So we'll see how, again, we'll see how it all shakes out with senior late risers and, and guys that could potentially be flips. So for more on Michigan recruiting coverage, head over to the Wolverine.com. Right now, like I said, $1 for one month gets you premium insider recruiting information, or you can sign up. For $49.99 for a year. Remember, it is a maze out this weekend. I have my Will Johnson shirt on. I wore another one yesterday. Shout out to Will Johnson, uh, Michigan star cornerback, for sending me this shirt. If you want one, you can go to will2johnson.com. And uh, as always, like this video. Subscribe to our YouTube channel for free. I will see you guys next week after, after my travels to the great state of New Jersey. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? 
No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. <laughs>